Hello, Anchor family, and welcome to another week. I hope you are staying happy and dry on this dreary, wet Monday afternoon. I did not realize this, but apparently it is Blindness Awareness Month. Or, as I'm seeing in some internet posts, Meet the, meet the Blind Month. I didn't remember that, but um, yeah, so I figured... I would start the week by talking about some interesting blindness topics. It's not necessarily something that I will do every single day because I'm multidimensional and I'm way more than just blindness. But I wanted to begin this week by talking about Braille. Most people know a little bit about what Braille is. It is the six-dot code that blind people have traditionally learned and used to read. It's raised dots on a paper. And Braille has a pretty awesome history. Back in the 1830s, it was invented by a guy in France named Louis Braille. He was blind. He had an accident when he was a very young child. Won't get into the details, but it involved him playing with a very sharp tool called an awl. And he injured his eyes playing in his father's saddling workshop. And uh, next thing you know, he lost his sight. He eventually attended the Royal Academy in Paris where they had a school for the blind. It was called the Royal Institute for the Blind. He was a student and then he was a teacher, uh, but he faced a problem. Uh, there wasn't really an effective system for people to read. There was this thing they had going where they had really large raised print, really large letters that it, was, it cost money to produce, it was time consuming. And there was a whopping two or three books in the library for people to use. That's not really cool considering that you're a school, right? So Louis sat down one day and he decided to invent a code. There was this captain in the army and who had invented a similar system with dots where soldiers learned to use these punched out dots to read and pass along messages in the dark. Well, Louis decided to simplify the system. And next thing you know, he's invented a code for not only letters, but music. Yeah, did you know that? Louis was also a really excellent organist and was playing all over Paris and France. So he invented Braille for literacy and music. It took a while to catch on, but eventually it did. And Braille has been used ever since. Only here's the catch-22. Today, not so many blind people read Braille. And I find that interesting. Looking on the web, I saw a statistic that was absolutely mind-boggling. Something like around 10% of blind people can read Braille. 
And that was in the last couple of years I looked. I don't know if that has changed for the better or not. But what I do know is the statistic today is still pretty low. And that's sad because when I read Braille, it doesn't signify, oh, I can read this code. It signifies I can read. That's important to me. I don't know what I'd do without Braille. I cannot imagine life without it. Um, It's one of those things that I was annoyed having to learn it at first, but now I love it and I love having it in my life. There are a lot of reasons why Braille is becoming, for some, less popular, if you will, even though I, I don't think that way myself with the advent of technology coming out with the advent of text-to-speech software computers smartphones there is a lot that you can do just by listening with your ears and just by um, using text-to-speech and dictation software and I'll admit I use a lot of that I use my computer quite a lot with my screen reading program. In fact, I did a podcast earlier about how that works. I use this iPhone quite a lot. I dictate a lot of my messages. I use this iPhone to put together these podcasts. And I love a good audiobook. When I want to read a mystery novel, um, I do other things sometimes in the background uh, but I want to be entertained so I'll lay down and I will listen to a book and I like that as much as the next person but there is nothing that beats the ability to be able to sit down and have a paper in your hand and be able to read that there is nothing that beats the knowledge that you can open up a menu Yes, it's braille. Yes, it's sometimes time-consuming. But there's nothing that beats the ability to sit down in a restaurant and open up a menu and peruse that menu with everybody else. It doesn't matter to me that the medium is a little different, that we have to use touch. It doesn't matter to me that it's a code that is different from print doesn't matter to me that it takes up more space what matters is that I can read everybody reads this is a privilege that most people around us have and use and take for granted and I am so thankful that I learned this I have been blind since birth and I learned Braille from a very young age which you know helped I know people who have learned it later in life, but I'm so thankful that I have it in my life and that I can say that I can read. When I tell people and share this part of my life, I say, look, it's not just I can read Braille. I can read, period, and and thank goodness. And when I was a kid, Sometimes it was hard. Sometimes it was drudgerous. Sometimes it was tiresome, just because Braille is a very physical process. You're sitting down, you're moving your hands on a page. 
But it was one of those things where an adult might have said, oh, well, you hate it now, but you're going to thank me for it later. And you know what? I've reached that point in my adult life where I'm thanking everybody who pushed me to do it. I'm thanking them. And I don't want to see this system die out. I don't want to see a population where nobody reads. Because, yeah, I love my audiobooks and my computer and my ability to communicate electronically, but sometimes Braille is great. Uh, when I want to cook something, sometimes having a physical recipe to read is what I want. When I'm looking at numbers or music, having a Braille copy is important. When I am reading a foreign language, this came in handy when I was in college. Having a copy in Braille was great. Because without it, I couldn't spell anything. My grades were going down because I couldn't spell and learn the language. When we are reading in English, we see it from a different perspective from when we're listening. I like to write as well, and I gotta tell you, because I'm able to read a braille copy of something in English, here's what happens. I see more of the picture, so to speak. Marks of composition, marks of composition, dialogue, the placement of lines of text. When you can read something as a written document, not just listening to it, you learn how it is put together, you learn how to spell, you learn how to write if that's a direction you want to go in. Listening to it gives you nuance and feeling and imagination. And there are points in the day that I really like to do that. But reading something gives you that plus a lot, lot more. And so I am exceedingly grateful and happy and delighted that Braille is in my life. Right now, I would like to put you on the air with a friend of mine who was also my student. Her name is Kelly. And very shortly, we are going to be sharing our thoughts together on how Braille has impacted us. Kelly is going to be sharing a little of her experience with us on the air, how she became interested in Braille, why she learned it, and how she uses it now. Hello? Hello, Kelly. This is Aaron. You are Hi, on Aaron. Anchor. Excellent. Hello, how are you? I am awesome. fine. How are you? Great. Um, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. I can hear you very well. Can you well. hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Oh, great. We are, yep, we are talking about Braille, and I was explaining to our listeners a little bit about the history, but also why Braille is so important in our lives. And I wanted to get your take on on what you think, 
And I wanted to start off by asking you why you became interested in Braille and what it was like for you when you started to learn it. Well, I like to read. And I wish I could listen to books, but when I listen to books on tape, they have a tendency to put me to sleep. So it was basically just a quest to be able to read again. And once I started, it was so e- it wasn't easy, but you made it very easy and it made a lot of sense. So it was a very accessible language to learn or form of language, I guess. It's very It is. I mean, well, it's a code really. Um, yes. what I'd call it. But yeah, you know, once you learn the system, it is an ex- it is an accessible code. I think that what daunts people is that sometimes they're learning touch for the first time, although you seem pretty experienced doing that. But I think it frightens people a little bit that it is time consuming and requires a lot of practice. But from learning what you did, from you had a lot of commitment and you had a goal. You yes. had a goal and you pursued yes, it again. So, so, and, and I can say just from experience learning with you that you picked it up very well. And I was telling my listeners also that, you know, as I like an audio book as much as the next person, but there are certain instances where I need to physically read something. And, you know, if that's important, if that's how the information is best presented to you, then that's great. How is Braille affected you, and what kind of impact has it had on your life now? Well, it's made a lot of things more acceptable because even if you take out the the pleasure reading, I have a, a Braille label maker, so it's made my kitchen much more accessible. I can, I don't have to unscrew the lids of the spice jars and sniff to guess what I'm cooking or say to somebody, you know, how many eggs do I put in this brownie mix? Or what is this? Is this tomatoes or is this a can of pumpkin? You understand what I'm saying? It has made my life so much Absolutely. more accessible. It's, accessible. It's, it's made well because it, not yeah. only not only is Braille a great source of entertainment when you want to read, but a lot of our information comes in the form of recipes, menus bills, texts. So yeah, it can help us a lot in our daily living. Can you um, tell me a little bit about um, how it has gotten you back on track with reading in general? Well, it's it's actually made it so much easier. I generally, I have a book, I keep it by my side of the couch, it's on the table, and you, I usually read every night. I may not read a lot, but I, you know, I'll read a chapter, two chapters, depending on how interesting the book is. It's like any other book that some are great and you want to fly through them and get to the end, and some are like, I know this is going to get good eventually. And, but it's exactly, and we all, it's it's just, it's made it, it's made my life. It's it's brought back something that I've always enjoyed doing and really missed a lot. I, I I really missed not being able to read. My biggest issue is that it's very hard to find a lot of books in Braille, even even with the library. They don't, you mm-hmm. know, the, it, the selection is somewhat limited. But you can generally yeah. find something that you want to read. I I have several sitting here waiting to read. Mm-hmm. So I usually and I get nervous well, if I'm know. getting towards the end and don't have one to read. 
Well, what's great is that also, and we'll probably maybe get into this later, is that there's a lot available electronically through Braille displays and such, too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is nice to hear that that you have been able to bring back something into your life that you've missed. And I will say this on a side note, a note and a disadvantage is that Braille isn't one of those things where you can just walk into a bookstore and they'll have it. It is so specialized, and because not everybody reads it, it's sometimes hard to get a hold of, but like I said, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Um, and I've, you know, I've so, found that the library is very helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'll say, well, what do yeah. you have by this author? They'll show, they'll read the yeah. list. And my son has also found a website mm-hmm. that he's, you know, he can order more recent yeah. books. He'll say, well, you know, do you want this? I can get it for you for Christmas in Braille. I know Claire, didn't she buy well, her daughter the Harry Potters in Braille? So I know you can yes, get them. Yes, exactly. If you make an well, effort to. We are at a short time. We are running out of time here, so I want to just ask you one more question. Um, Braille okay. great. Was there something about it that was challenging, but you were able to um, overcome and get through as for reading it? The position of the dots was learning to read the cell, learning to touch the cell, learning that if you just put your fingers on it calmly as opposed to scrubbing over it, that you can read it much better. Yes, exactly. Which you know, being my teacher, you know how that is. Well, like but, I was saying, when we start out something, there are habits people pick up, but we learn to unlearn them. And yes. so learning by touch is everybody's challenge who has come to me, and, and especially with sight. But like I said, with anything that you're learning, it requires practice, practice, practice. And it's one of those things where if you do it enough and if you just keep doing it, it gets better. But that's hard for people to do. But you just have, it's one of those things where it may not look great when you start out, but you just got to keep doing it. And eventually yes. you came to the point where you had a breakthrough. And I had the same thing happen to me when I was a girl and learning to read it, where I was like, oh my gosh. I suddenly was start. It was starting to make sense that much sense. better, that much faster. So, yes. Yeah. So all Kelly, of a sudden I you're reading and you know what I you're reading, it. which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's that amazing point where you can get through, and suddenly it's not just a braille book, but it just becomes a book. Yes. It's, so, it's, it's just a very large, mm-hmm. cumbersome book. But it is. Yes, it's just a book. I just say I'm grabbing my book. Hold on a minute. You know and. People around me just understand it, people, and, you know, and I, they say, oh, you're bringing your big giant book. It's like, yes. It's very convenient, especially if you're like in a waiting room of the doctor somewhere and have a long time to wait. You got, you've got your reading material and it's kind of fun to be able to read in the dark. So, yeah, yeah, like and you, exactly. It. My mom will say, yeah. you need to turn the light on. It's like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> that she'll, she'll it'll hit her because she's just well to her it's just like reading she has come to see me as is just reading yeah. so she'll you know it's just like a natural thing well you're reading in the dark mm-hmm. well yes but I don't need to see because I have my my wonderful fingers that can tell me what I'm reading well it's delightful that Braille is in our lives uh, I will um, sign off on the air with you and I wanted to say thank you for sharing your thoughts. Uh, I really do wish that more people with visual challenges considered this because this is a great tool to have. I want, I'm thinking Braille, as long as enough people read it, Braille will be around for a long, long time to come. 
So, I certainly uh, hope so. Thank you so. so, so much for talking with me today. Well, you're welcome very much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you have a wonderful it's been a pleasure. You have a wonderful afternoon. You too, Aaron. I will see you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Again, that was Kelly. She is a reader of Braille, an avid reader, and she learned Braille in the last couple years as an adult. And we both think Braille is the bomb. So I hope that that was fun and informative. Watch this, share this with your friends, share my podcast, Rolling with Aaron, with your friends. I am available on Apple and Google Play, wherever podcasts are distributed. Have a wonderful day and uh, look something fun up on the internet. Look up something about Braille yourself. See how great it is. Have an excellent day. Excellent Monday.